Welcome to Opinion Psych Aeolers, everybody. Your favorite pop culture podcast with me, Buster State Myers, by With me, as always, Hilton Price. 247 episodes in. 49? Are we 40? 49. It's 249. Yeah. 249 episodes where he nails that fucking intro. And now he just word Marble mouth. The shit out of it. And if you think I was going to stop and retake it, you were out of your no. fucking mind. Do you have any idea how many times over? at People Persons Paper Podcast right here on the OLA uh, OLA Ministries <laughs> Network fucking that up. Uh, I have botched oh, the man. intro, stopped and me and, and Ryan yeah. uh, and in recent weeks, Josh, we've uh, we've had to do that over and over again. And you, no, you're just like, fuck it. Nope, that's the one. Plow that's right through. You know what I'm saying. Oh, thank God. Thank God. I we, mean, if this is your first time here, I apologize, but. Right. Uh, what, 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 what new show did you listen to today? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what it was called, but it was funny. Could have been anything. <laughs> Uh, thank God our guest is on top of his shit today. Tulsa royalty, baby. The king is back. Hello. <laughs> hey, guys. Evan um, Hughes. Hey, thank you for having me back. I'm, I've been here in four years. I can't believe it. way too fucking long. Yeah, when you said that. that, I'm shocked. Um, we have both immediately were like, well, we fucked up. Yeah. I think you guys are the longest running Tulsa podcast. Yeah. Well, that was the question pre-show was, we, are we? Are we? Because uh, the thing about podcasts is a lot of them toil, and we, we obviously we don't know anything about this, toil in obscurity. True. A lot of them, a lot yeah. of them on the dial, you don't even know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I would know nothing about that. No, no, not a clue. Not a clue. We are, we are, we are huge, uh, loved by Out millions. Of the case, we had like four million listeners. Four bazillion listeners. That is an actual number. Well, when I, you guys I keep release turning this, down Joe Rogan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, if you if you would throw that tagline on on there when you release this Tulsa's longest running podcast. Yeah. Presents. Well, and the, all we have to do for legal purposes is put quotation marks around it and then put dash Evan Hughes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I well, said it. Yeah. I said it. Well, and and, and again. The beauty of that kind of claim is if it's not true, they're going to tell us. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. We'll find out real mm. fast. Like like geriatric podcast of <laughs> Tulsa or whatever it's called will come out of the woodwork and be like, we were here first. We've been talking about canneries for years. <laughs> uh, we've been telling people how to pickle their favorite vegetables. Can chat. In case the deep state wins out. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably <laughs> shit. Let's be honest. Oh, man. Deep state's at it again, Evan. What are we going to do? <laughs> oh, yeah. Go Here? deeper. <laughs> deep, not deep state enough. Uh, Balls Deep State. That was a good movie. <laughs> Balls Deep State is my favorite porno of a Kevin Smith movie. Starring Girth Brooks. <laughs> Starring Girth Brooks and uh, Tits McGee. <laughs> oh, you could have done better than I that. I could have done so much better. I wanted, wasn't John Goodman in Red State? Uh, yeah, that's why I uh, I wanted to do I wanted to do a John Goodman because uh, this is all a red Dong state Goodman. porn parody in Dong. <laughs> God damn it! I was explaining Deep Throat the other day. Uh, uh, the th actor, the movie. What <laughs> <laughs> the Watergate scandal? Just, just go down more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they didn't know about the whole Nixon thing. Okay, so yeah. they, they didn't know about the about uh, Woodward and Bernstein movie. and and the the um their, their contact. I yeah. rewatched that movie recently, uh, and you know what's they don't okay movies were very different back then because one thing that I found jarring as a rewatch because I hadn't seen it in is the movie, what's the movie called. Um, all the president's men, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Right with uh, mm. Robert Redford and uh, I'll look it up. Dustin Hoffman. Well, there's one with Anthony Hopkins plays Nixon too. Uh, not the one I'm thinking of. 
Yeah, all the president's men. That go. was just Nixon, I think, with Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, this is the one. Uh, this was from '76, so it's just so a couple years after. This is the kind of movie where, like, there's virtually zero character building because I don't. It, I don't know if it was just they did it this way because this was like a biopic, and they're like, you know who these people are. So there's like two seconds of like. Here's the guy that works at the paper. His name is Wood Bernstein, and here's Woodward. And then it's like, hey, we got shit on the president. Boom, you're in. And like, mm. it's all the way to the last second of the movie that it's just things happening and them doing things and finding things and blah, 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 blah. And then the very, very end, it's just like, hey, climax and credits. And then it's like, Nixon resigned because he was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and I bet it was. So so this the, the, the Watergate scandal, of course, uh, when uh, the uh, tapes uh, of Nixon were revealed um, uh, were they recorded at the Watergate no no the break-in was at the Watergate the break-in was at the D- the headquarters of the DNC and that was at the Watergate hotel I believe that to be true you know let's uh, let's go ahead and just do the quick syn- uh, synopsis for the folks uh, who don't know or yeah care. the Watergate office building uh, so sc- it wasn't a hotel the scandal sca- uh, stemmed from the Nixon administration's continual attempts to cover up his involvement in the June 17th break-in at the Democratic National Committee headquarters at the Washington DC Watergate office building so essentially he he signed off on a break-in to get shit on his opponents in order to win an election. That sounds familiar. Doesn't it? It does sound a little familiar. (laughs) Doesn't it ring? Does does sound, sounds familiar. You know, it's his fucking hero. It is. Well, Uh, it's Roger Stone's hero. He's got a fucking cum target of his face on his back. But anyway, so this happened uh, more or less between (laughs) 1972 and 1974 was when the investigation took place. Yeah. Over two years. They cover that in that movie and it's fast. And it led to Nixon's uh, resignation uh, from the office of president in 1974. This Several other people going to jail. The movie All the President's Men came out only two years later in 76. So that is essentially like a movie about uh, the January 6th incident coming out next year. You know, so it is. The Comey rule came out only a couple years after that happened. Really? Yeah. And, and, and did you see that by the way? I did not. But, and, and, and that's the thing is I bet the filmmakers in 76 really saw it as. Everyone's going to know what this is. They know who right. Woodward and Bernstein are because everyone was tuned in to the news for multiple years while this investigation was going on. Well, I mean, literally at that point, it is the biggest news that has ever happened with a president as far as a scandal or corruption. Well, um, as far as a United States president. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that like, was a much bigger deal back then because that had not happened before. Yeah, because and- most presidents, even if they had shitty policy, weren't um, criminals. Scum fucks. <laughs> But also, you got to remember that that back then, all of America was very much on the same page when it comes to information. Not that there weren't different opinions, and not How that they some got people, it. yeah, everyone watched the evening news because there wasn't the Fox News versus CNN yeah, back yeah. then, and everyone yeah. read yeah. the paper. Yeah, they, yeah, all these these formats were still very popular. They were largely ubiquitous in that much greater percentage of the population took part in them. So the idea of everyone knowing who Woodward, Bernstein, Nixon, and Watergate were was much more likely then than the idea of knowing exactly who, you know, say, uh, January 6th and Roger Stone and President Trump are now. You know, John Eastman and, you know, Jeffrey Clark and... Hell yeah, those are names. I you if you explained, I would know. I'm sure, but off the top of my head, I don't recognize either of those names. Oh wow, yeah, and oh, you, wow. and you know me, I'm a fairly informed guy. They are 
huge parts of it. Yeah, see, and that's the thing is I've been very much on the uh, Do you know those two names? periphery no. of the January 6th trial. So Jeffrey Clark and, and John Eastman were the two nerdy uh, dickheads that uh, one is an environmental lawyer that uh, was willing to, was like one of the few lawyers they found that was willing to lie. Uh, basically, those two guys helped uh, concoct the scheme to uh, submit fake electors. Okay. They were the uh, ones helping to try and put the people in place for Trump to overturn the election. Yeah, they were the ones that came in and said, hey, um, yeah. we we should tell the states to uh, just tell the people that voted to go fuck themselves and uh, just send our people in um, just because. <laughs> and, uh, and they were like, this is a legal genius right here. This is the best... The best as, lawyer as the opposed world to just find. a shyster. Yeah, yeah, because they were criminal. like, well, fucking Giuliani couldn't get it done. And that's and the if thing. Giuliani can't do it. Right. And, I mean, he's the best lawyer the world's ever seen. And that's a great that, that's a great point, though, that these guys were Very highly involved Mason over here. They were highly involved in the process. And I don't even know, you know, Evan, you don't even know. But back Evan, in the 70s, to laugh out loud, by the way. back in oh. the <laughs> 70s, they were uh, we were all much more plugged into that. So it definitely makes sense that that movie would have moved a lot quicker over the key points. Well, on, sure. that, on that all presence, I like I like movies that don't have a, a lot of ex explanation of yeah. the character. Like, just let us figure it out. Yeah, we're yeah. grownups. We're smart. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, that's the problem. Unfortunately, too much um, force feeding is there's been too much pushback against that in certain cases. Really? Too many people oh, were pe not people they couldn't handle dumb. it. People are dumb, man. Well, like in documentaries too when you watch it and they're and they're like, "Okay, so, you know, and they explain even, you know, what water is basically." Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, "Okay, so this is what a a house is." And you're like, "Just just treat treat me like I'm like I'm smart." Let let me <laughs> yes, you know. Yes. There's something to be said let about not it. knowing just, everything yeah. and about learning some of the things later. You know, like I, I, what we, you know, uh, one of the things that we ran across when we were looking for topics today was how Black Adam, the new movie, is not doing super well. And I liked it. I thought it was a fun little action romp, not deep in any sense, but fun. But that did a ton of info dumps in the beginning. You know, uh, when they're yeah. when the when the superhero movie starts and they're like, in the ancient land of Kondok, mm, the people yeah. were put upon by the uh, Czar yeah. until Black Adam rose and stood for them. <laughs> and, and 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 some of that was rose right, and some of that was nonsense. But but. And even me, as someone who likes superheroes and characters and was interested in learning about Black Adam, was like, come on, this is a lot. You can tell me this stuff pieced out over the course of the movie. Tell me mm. that by telling the story. Like, tell me that within the story. Like, yeah. Um, before we get too far up topic, I, uh, when we spoke about the Comey rule, I was going to say, you know what the most surprising thing about that movie was? What, what's that? Brendan Gleeson doing Trump. Yeah. Was good. You know Brendan Gleeson, right? He's British, right? Very Irish. Irish, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, mm. like very. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we talked about him on the show before. I think maybe closer when the, when you first saw the movie mm -hmm, about yeah. how he did a good Trump. Yeah, and uh, he's in uh, In Bruges. You ever see that film? Yeah. In okay. Um, he's also in uh, Mr. Mercedes on Peacock. Okay. Which is, uh, which is really good. I love, um, I love a good um, actor playing a character who was recent and you know like like when they play cleopatra it's like you could do whatever because we don't know cleopatra but like when josh brolin played w see if we could find a clip of him doing that yeah but but i i like the the i i like when when actors play characters who are in our current purview yeah yeah can like, see. Like, like it just happened like hopkins playing nixon you yeah know? right like, right I, I think that's that so was neat. a little further removed wasn't it or was that still 
Oh, Nixon was already dead. If that's where you're going with that, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, yeah, so and like, it, yeah, it's not. It's not like Brendan right Gleeson playing Trump, who was president two like, years. Ago. Yeah, two and years that, prior. That was, that was one of the most accurate. Uh, I don't know acting jobs ever. Like he walked like him, he talked like him. Oh, he looked did like you the way see he, it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I didn't talk about Brendan Gleeson. Sorry. The performance is insane. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Um, uh, this may. Uh, well, that could be it. Nobody gets treated as unfairly as I do. It's disgraceful. Sir. I need loyalty. Wow, that's not the him. Hair, the suit. It looks right. exactly like him. The voice. Loyalty. Brennan Gleason has perfect. Wow. Yeah. That, that is insane. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was him. The director. Is that out? Call me oh, yeah, it's, yeah, been, it's out. been out for a bit. Yeah. Okay. Director Comey. The networks have all called it for Trump. This was not espionage. All right, anyway, watch the movie. But yeah, Brendan Gleeson looks like he's doing a hell of a job. Um, Dude, he fucking nails it. Well, and what I liked about the, what we heard in that little clip there was he really seemed to get the, the really, some of the unique the qualities, like the breathiness, those little little raises in, in tone, but without sounding caricature. His almost forced underbite. Yeah. Is, have you noticed that that weird, like, how his bottom lip tends to protrude. He kind of pushes it out. Mm -hmm. So weird. Well, and it, it's what not... a weird man, Donald Trump. It's not is. as cartoony as, like, when you see, like, Trevor Noah or, um, oh, what's his name over at... Seth uh, Myers. Seth Myers do their impressions, which are very caricature. Well, it sure. probably really helps to have someone that's that unique to be able to impersonate them. Because mm -hmm. he has so many obvious things he does. Mm -hmm. There's things you can lean on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's It's got to be fun, too, uh, for, for an actor like Leeson to play that role. Oh, Ben, I... Dude, if he, <laughs> yeah, I'd be pulling that shit at cocktail parties and shit all the time. Like, Brendan, do your Trump, <laughs> do it's your like, Trump. It's like when you get in a this roast. Is the battle. greatest, this is the greatest poop I've ever <laughs> taken in my life. It's the greatest poop. It's the biggest poop. Nobody's poop like I do. Yeah. Like, have you ever gotten a roast battle with someone and, and they're like too too normal? No, Evan, I've never been in a roast <laughs> battle with anybody. No, somebody that's too. They're too. Uh, they're too basic and normal, and like everything. Nothing to make fun of. Yeah, yeah, you have to be. The more weird they are, the more the sure. easier it is to write it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, look at you in your button-down Oxford <laughs> and your khakis, right? <laughs> that's uh. That's like uh. What, First we get the jobs, then we get the khakis, then we get the chicks. You know that explains that's why. A deep uh, pull, if you know what that's from. <laughs> What is that from? <laughs> basketball. Basketball. Wow. That's what it is. Classic Man. South Park movie. Uh, it wasn't though. It was uh, uh Zucker Brothers. Yeah. And oh, I thought it was. Wasn't it? They're Trey in Parker it. And Matt's they're oh, in it, but it wasn't like their movie. They got um, cast in it like right while they were working on South Park. They well, that's right after it took off. It had like just taken off. Yeah, but like that would have been our introduction to them. Except South Park came out just beforehand, but they were actually cast in it before South Park. Because of the popularity of the internet video, maybe or the I, spirit of Christmas, maybe the because uh, <laughs> that's the one that got the show. But it, yeah, exactly. But that was the thing is they they had I remember not... seeing that on the internet at the time. Do you really? Remember? Yeah, spirit of Christmas. I remember. Yeah, my, uh, I'm pretty sure that friend of the show David Lackey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that we saw it either at his house or at uh, Jay Ashmore's house. Well, and that was too. I remember. Um, that was making the rounds, and it was also hidden on a copy of Tiger Woods 99 for the PlayStation. What the fuck, really? No. Yes, so you could actually, How? if you put Tiger Woods 99, the PlayStation disc, in a PC, the file was on there. But, I mean, who put it on there? 
someone at EA. That's at, the at greatest. The time. Yeah, that's so fucking like yeah. without the company's approval. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So it wow. had to be Evan. <laughs> it had to be. Could you imagine the makers of Tiger Woods Golf being like, "Yeah, yeah, that's tight. Go ahead." <laughs> How insane would that be? Yeah, they had yeah. to recall. Uh, it looks like a hundred thousand copies of the game <laughs> because of because uh, it, it had. It I think on we there. should just say that Toby Morton did it. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, Toby, his websites, man, uh, have been doing. Uh, so we did well. two episodes of the show, and then he immediately got so motherfucking busy that we haven't been able to do another one. And it's, right, it's such a bummer. But uh, do do uh, you know? Just a shout out to listeners. Go check out uh, both episodes of Maximum News uh, yeah. up on OLA uh, Ministries. Uh, because they are very good, and and Toby is great. We do want to get him back in the studio to do some more. So, Toby, if you're listening, get your ass back here. Uh, we'll try and do it remote if we have to. Yeah, yeah, get uh, get the remotes up. But um, the the websites he's doing, the parody websites, oh, man. are he, so He's great. doing crazy numbers on those. Like, his Instagram's blown up. His Instagram, his Twitter's doing well. Well, they fucked up his Twitter. Oh, did they? Right now, that's why Elon. he's on Insta. Oh. Yeah, because Elon doesn't be... Doesn't, he's got... Did Elon skin. actually respond? Uh, I don't know if he responded, but I think he suspended his account. Oh, that does not surprise me. <laughs> you know why? Because Elon Musk is a mark-ass buster. Oh, he's a loser. Oh, what Look a... up the Urban Dictionary definition, not, not you personally, <laughs> Hilton, but if you're at home listening, look up what the actual definition of a mark-ass buster that's what Elon Musk is. I explained the word mark to someone the other day. Did too. you? Yeah. It looks like they were kind of thinking it was like, like, oh, it's like you're saying it's like a basic white person's name. I was like, no, that's, no. Not, that's not where it's coming from. How'd you tell them? So Toby's um, up right well, now. I was explaining it's like that's what they, you know, in wrestling, it's like someone's a mark if they yeah. think it's real. Yeah. You know, you're a sucker. A sucker. So, so Toby's page is up right now at Toby Morton uh, on Twitter. Okay. Uh, and it looks like it's the real him. He's got a couple, he got a hundred, a hundred plus thousand followers. So, um, so that's great to see. The account, I think, is I don't think he can tweet right now. Oh, maybe that's it. Well, no, he shot one out 15 hours ago. Oh, all right. So he's definitely he up to some capacity. So, but yeah, it looks like before that he, he hadn't been up since the 30th. So, and I don't know if that's him or or what. But definitely check out his Twitter and his websites. If you got a little cash to throw around, throw some his way in a donation. That's uh, it's right now to... he's taking on the Proud Boys. Yeah, uh, I'm proud of him for that. It's such... yeah. <laughs> well, and and the great thing is, is you see the impotence in a lot of these these fringe groups because they they send none of them can get a fucking nasty boner. emails. All these limp dick fucks. They're all insults. like they're all like you gotta stop <laughs> yeah. or we're gonna come get you. And they and and nothing happens because they're all fucking loser pussies. You Ooh, know, burn. So it's. <laughs> Well, and I, I get it. In a certain sense, I get it. We're all passionate about the issues we're into, and we all want to fight, but we're all just fucking powerless losers in the end. Well, it's kind of like that, what was the Jay and Silent Bob movie where they're showing up to people's houses for real? Oh, that talk shit to them on the uh, internet? Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 That yeah. doesn't happen. Exactly. No, because <laughs> Although, could, God damn, that would be good. Because <laughs> keyboard warriors are a thing, and it's so much easier to vent your, your fury and your passion behind, when you're sitting at the keyboard or sitting behind your tap pad on your, your phone. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of slightly overset white guys with sunglasses and pickup trucks that I would love to slap the shit out of. Right? Sure. Exactly. Yep. But you're not gonna, you know, and that's. The I thing. don't know, Hilton. You don't know me that well. <laughs> apparently. I don't know you that well. <laughs> you know me well enough. Uh, but, I almost, man. But you know, because that, because that's the thing. I told the you end, about the plane incident, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I, I don't know about the plane. I incident. know. So I, I had, I'd flown two times in my life. Mm-hmm. Once was in 1999. Yeah. And then I never flew again because it sucks shit and I hate it and I'm real scared. And then 20 years <laughs> later. 20 years later, I go to see, uh, you know my friend Viet, I think. 
being with. I, anyway, I think I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know everybody. Yeah. So <laughs> he was uh, he was going to college out in Wilmington, North Carolina. At the time. Mm. He was graduating finally. So we, me and my buddies all flew out to see him graduate, and we're walking on the plane, and who do I see in the middle seat? But Mark Wayne Mullen. No way. Yeah, with his kid. Wow. Did he slap the shit out of him? Evan, it took everything in me not to literally open hand slap him and go, never forget who pays your salary, you smug Ooh, cunt. Get him. <clears throat> but I there was two reasons I didn't. One, I didn't, didn't want to go to jail. Well, that and I really wanted to go see me and graduate. Yeah. And because his kid was there. Mm. Yeah. See, and that's that's the thing too is But I almost said, Hey kid, your dad's a real shithead. <laughs> you should do better. That would have been great. Yeah, man. I, it, it's Mark still in me, though. man. It's still in me, and I really have to fight it down sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too, is a slap is very different. Because a slap shows, like, like there's a level of disrespect in here that's very intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean this with all the disrespect. <laughs> and then you slap someone. That's good shit. There, yeah. There's a certain beauty to the lighter forms of physical violence. That, right? That, that the charm is lost in our in our days of, of nonviolent conflict. I'm not trying to break your fucking eye socket. I'm not trying to send you to the hospital. I'll just slap the piss out it's of you the and Will really Smith, embarrass the Chris shit Rock out of thing, you. Right? Like, it didn't kill him. No. It exactly. Exactly. Just you shouldn't know. slap people. It makes yeah. a point. But yeah. You shouldn't hit people. You shouldn't slap people. Yeah, exactly. But That's... some people do deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Richard Spencer, for example. Yeah. Amen. That video is so good. Oh, man. It feels so good every time. Did you see the one where Glenn Danza gets hit in the face? That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> well, yeah. You he know, got hit real hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was more than just a slap. It was. <laughs> it was very much. There's something to be said about a, a little negative reinforcement from time to time. Right. You know, I love the ones where someone gets slapped so hard that they get knocked out. That's holy shit. Well, and I love the ones where they talk shit and they get slapped. Yeah. You know, and that's it, my and favorite. knocked out where, 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 where they're so full of fury and spit and vigor. So convinced that nothing's going to happen. And then shut down so quickly. There's a, there's a beauty to it. In that it's a good reminder for all of us because we all have those moments where we're just enraged about something. Maybe not you, Evan. I can't actually <laughs> imagine that shit. But the rest of us, uh, the normies, we we get enraged about shit. And it's just Evan a good reminder. Enraged. Evan has passion. I believe it. <laughs> Evan gets enraged. He's like, you're not loved enough online. <laughs> well, <laughs> heart, heart, heart. Last night when I was in Starlight, uh, we were talking about uh, fights at soccer games and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. I was like, I, I didn't get in those because I, I felt like anyone that looked at me like they always looked at me like I could make an example out of this kid like I could whoop this kid and so I always kind of played my part they don't know what you know though <laughs> yeah. they don't know Evan Evan yeah. Hughes lived underwater for three years learning <laughs> secret ninjutsu shit he's got a lot of people don't know he's got Kung Hughes <laughs> super secret ninja shit uh -huh. man <laughs> the uh, um yeah, but well, and that's funny too because we you know we're talking about uh, uh, negativity and fighting and violence. But really, one of the things that you're known for and 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 how you get uh, the 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 love and the support you do is because you are just a force of positivity uh, in Tulsa and especially among our creative communities. You know, we were uh, talking a little bit pre-show about how, uh, or you and I were talking a couple of days ago, excuse me, about how. Uh, the idea of getting a bunch of likes and love reacts from you on, on social media is kind of like a, a a meme here in Tulsa. Yeah, it's totally it's totally a meme. And that's when when I get asked about it, I think it's it's as much 
or more Tulsa's thing that is my thing because everybody else really were the ones that came up with it. Like it's everybody else's joke. It's not, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't like, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. And like, you have to do this and this is what you, you know, the whole like bless, like everyone else came up with all the lingo. Evan never called anybody and said, Hey, can you take a screenshot of all the hearts I just gave you? Exactly. And share it online. Yeah. So me acting like I came up with it sort of feels weird when it's like, it was definitely someone else's bit. That's why it works, though, is because it did happen organically and it did because, uh, you know, and it happened out of what I imagine is just a sort of eccentric way that you social media, which is you tend to actually go look at someone's page for a minute and you scroll (laughs) through their latest posts and then they just, you know, if there's several bangers in a row, you get get a (laughs) lot of hearts and a lot of likes all at once. And that's right. Am I wrong? No, you're totally right. And I think that is how it happened originally if i i, I can never remember kind of what makes it beautiful what the first one was but there was a couple people that that had funny captions for it like i remember this one that this girl put she was like sure it was like that time where people were doing the sure sex is great butt jokes right, were popular right. it was like sure, se- sure sex is great but have you ever woke up to this yeah and it was just yeah. a screenshot and so many people liked it and some people shared it and i was like this could become a thing. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I think this might be a thing here. Yeah. Well, and that's, and, and, and forgive me if, if we just talked about it, but uh, that's one of the things that I noticed is that more people are doing that where, where, you know, I, I saw someone share that someone else had blown up their notifications with just a, 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 a string of love reacts. And they were like, you know, I don't remember who it was, but like, look, I got blessed by Sam Smith today. You because know? it's so seldom that people actually go to an individual's page anymore. Yeah. That's why this is a, a rare thing. Because like I said, uh, I don't know if you heard it, you had to step away for a second, but I said, it's beautiful that it sort of spawned out of just what was an eccentric way that Evan does social media, yeah. which is that he tends to go to people's pages and look through their most recent posts. And it's just... It's kind of check up on folks. And it's kind of... I like it it better. I dig it, man. I like it because it also gives you that sense of like, you know what? In the moment, Evan Hughes was actually thinking of me specifically because Mm. he clicked on my page. Exactly. And went through and saw what was going on. And when I saw that other post... That's rad, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. When I saw that post, you know, that someone had shared that Sam Smith had blessed them or whatever, I I hit you up and I was was sorry sarcastic of course and i was like see other people are trying to steal your shtick yeah and you were like no 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 man i'm (laughs) I'm glad to see that and and i am too that's the neat thing about it is that the idea that when it's your friends you know obviously if if a stranger blows you up at 4 a.m with a million likes you're a little like okay what the fuck dude (laughs) but (laughs) but when it's your friends when someone you know that means well and is just doing it out of a hey i just want you to know that you're loved you're special and and people are thinking about you you know, when it's coming from that place of 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 of, of wholehearted goodness, it is such a, a positive thing. Yeah, and I I love that you you've owned it. You've, you we we've kind of let that meme kind of run its course in Tulsa, and you know that just like our chat the other day, that you're supportive in seeing other people copycat it. That it's it's a really it's a good kind of copycat. You know, uh, and it's just great. So you know, and, and again, it, it's a reminder for folks like you know, uh, you know, one thing that it does for me too is. Um, I will notice that my feed on something like Facebook becomes all people that I don't interact with a lot. You know, and maybe I liked a few of their posts and right. now they're showing me more for that. Or maybe I, it's the a algorithm new sucks. It, shit. it really can. It sucks. 
ass. So I had to go. <laughs> I hate it. Like I know like you guys know uh, one of my my oldest friends, my buddy Brian Sittler, uh, co-host yep. over at the People Person Paper Podcast. Never heard Shout of out. him. Sound a weird name. Weird name. No, no, I love you, buddy. But the uh, um, <laughs> I noticed I wasn't seeing his post just like a year back. So I went to his page and I I did like you you would do Evan and I liked a couple posts loved a couple posts just to make sure to be like hey Facebook this is my show guy. me this person yeah I want to see more of him yeah and now I see more of him occasionally oh my favorite thing is when I'll be like what the fuck why don't I ever hear from such and such person and then I'll go and and it'll still say like you're subscribed or you're whatever like and I'm like well then why aren't you showing me anything yeah you know meanwhile they're like. Uh, so so and so that you kind of know ancillarily just commented on so and so's post that you also know ancillarily. <laughs> like I don't, I've uh, I've gotten what? so much more. <laughs> Unless this is like some juicy beef, like why do I care? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've gotten so much more about like so like like you guys both, for example, and Brian and and, and uh, you know uh, Becky uh, and some of our our close friends, my close friends. I've actually gone and said it not just to following, but to favorite. Yeah, the C first. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the the other ones like like there's there, there was a guy who I worked with at the Looney Bin nine years ago, and, and a perfectly great guy, and I'm glad he's still doing well. I don't need to see all his posts, mm -hmm. so I unfollowed a bunch of folks like that because I'm just like, listen, wish you the best, but I, I'm not looking to keep up with Rando from I don't 2009. Want to see you, first. you know, I just <laughs> I want to see what Brian's doing. I want, I want to see, to see what's up. There. I want to see Evan. You know, and 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 so I'm doing that now. Is I'm, I'm curating my Facebook feed a little bit more because it's like fuck it. If I'm going to be on this dumbass app that's stealing my information, stealing my my viewing habit information, and 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 selling every third post is now an ad for some shit I googled a month yeah, ago. Yeah. It's like, fuck it. Or that, something you talked about with your friend with yeah. your phone on the table. Then I want to see fucking, you know, Deacon and Zahava and Lauren so and, and, you know, all C my first. friends, you know? Is that what it, it's called? See first? I think they have that on Facebook. I think now they used to. I think it's now favorite. Oh, they changed it's, it's it. It's unfollow, okay. follow, and favorite, you know, which I, I, I think is. I was going to say it, see first in the Gimme Gimme. It's, 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 it's <laughs> exactly. It's the see first, uh, the version of see first. Go, go see first your friends. That's yeah. what you should do. Yeah. See first your friends, you know? See and, and unfollow the nobodies. Sea fist your friends. Sea fist your friends. Seafaring friends. Uh, you know what I missed was the sea shanties on TikTok. Oh, you liked that trend? I liked that trend. The, the old ho, yeah, yeah. the holly hound, ho, the holly hound. I don't know how it goes, but it was very, it was very captivating. Hey, then the kitty men come. That's the only one I remember. Bringing the furries and the, the something tea and, and rum. rum. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. it's all it's the the man come and he brings the rum. It was something different originally. The kitty one was the trailer park boys version of it. Yeah, I think it was like the the <laughs> tally man. That? No, he's he's got the bananas. That's yeah, that's the one guy. that counts the banana. That's different. <laughs> different. This is kind of a local thing, but uh, for, uh, me first and give me gimme's for a second. Yeah. You, yeah. You've played Mercury Lounge before, right? Or been in there. Oh, yeah. they, they have the sign that says, if you do two covers, your set is over. Yeah. Someone sent that to me first and give me gimme's and they posted it. Nice. nice. Yeah. Oh, and, that's And Mercury great. Lounge responded and they were like, we'd love to have you guys here. <laughs> you're the, exce <laughs> you're the only yeah. exception yeah. to that rule. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Man, that I, that, I still, t they're one of my absolute favorite things because like, Still to this day, I think that's one of the most fun ideas that anybody's really done. Uh, you know, uh, especially if you're a fan of of that sort of SoCal pop punk, uh, skate punk yeah. scene. Um, and if you don't know what Me First and the Gimme Gimme's is, it's sort of a punk rock super group. 
Um, it's uh, two guys from uh, Lagwagon. Oh, okay. It's the singer of Swing and Utters. Uh, it's Chris Shiflett, who used to be in a punk rock band called No Use for a Name, okay. but now most people know him from a little-known band called The Foo Fighters. Never They're trying to make it. Yeah, they, They're yeah. trying to they, scrape they, by. Was Chris in Face to Face, too? Um, I don't remember if he was in... I don't think he was, but uh, let's pull up his, I could totally be his history. Um, do you know he's got a signature Telecaster now? That's pretty cool. That's pretty good sick. For, good for him. Good but for you. Chris. Just about all of their songs. And then uh, Fat Mike from NoFX is the bass player. Nice. And all of their songs are covers. It's uh, Yeah, it's basically pop punk versions of popular songs, and uh, every album has a theme. Yes. Um, where like one is like old like 60s songs. There's one that's a country album. There's one that's R&B. There's one that's uh, oh. pop divas. Yep. Yeah. The first one's one of the best. One it's that's got, show tunes. It's got the Elton John on there and Billy Joel. And it's just it's that era. Yeah. That's good. One of my favorites was the the pop divas one. Uh, their their cover of "I Will Survive" is one of my all time their favorite cover, covers. Their cover of "Crazy for You" was yep. Becky and I's first dance at our wedding. Whoa. That's good. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Me that's first. such a good album. Uh, that's got. They do a cover of "Beautiful" by Christina Aguilera on that. That's good. They do a cover of um, uh, "Straight Up" by Paula Abdul, which is straight fire. So good. So good. Uh, that's such a good one. Uh, so yeah, there. Shout out to them. Um, uh, and I gotta tell you, I love a good cover song. Like that's one thing that I've really come to appreciate, especially when they go very different. Uh, you know, like I've heard a good, uh, R and B version of paint it black by the stones recently that I really like, uh, snake river conspiracies, uh, techno version of love song by the cure is one of my favorites. Um, Oh, uh, I can't think of the name of it right now, but, um, the he was not in <laughs> I figured I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. There's a great cover of Portishead. Um, that's a heavy metal cover. Of, All right. That that's really really good. So there's there's just some good covers out there. A hybrid does a good cover of Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. That's like a techno remake. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, man. Not a fan of. Uh who did you say did the Cure cover you like? A Snake River Conspiracy. Never heard of them. They are they are not good. They okay. are they are a they are a they're a they're a they're a they a, are not good. An industrial techno band with a, a, oh, a, I don't a hear woman that. vocalist. Um, but I love that cover. It is it grungy is a, so, and dirty. It's a cool cover. That's, there, a, that's has there ever been pick. a band where you like have just never heard a cover that you thought was good? I don't think I've ever heard a Cure cover mm. that I liked. I take that back. I take that back. Uh, I, I know. I know. The podcast a good one. is over. No, that's the one that sucks. That shit. song sucks so goddamn bad. Suck. I got. I got one. That, Who is it? The Get Up Kids doing "Close to Me." Close Ooh. to me by by Get Up yeah. Kids covering the yeah. Cure. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, okay. There's actually two that I've tolerated over the years, and one was a punk rock cover. It was oh, a band called Thirty Foot Fall. Dinosaur Jr. doing Just Like Heaven. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, they did uh, There's Just Like Heaven There's actually a couple good Cure well. covers. Yeah. Uh, and then also a very... And this is why I really like this one, because they, they chose such an obscure Cure song, and it was Jumping Everybody Else's Train. Do you know that Cure song? It's uh, from the first album. The Boys Don't Cry album? Yes. Okay, So well, it's Everybody's sure Jumping it. Everybody Else's Train. Anyway, a so band have- called... Whores 
does a really cool nice. uh, like sludge metal cover of that song. Nice. Did this topic start out with uh, we don't like Cure covers, and did we just find five <laughs> Cure covers that you like? It's true. Yeah. Okay. Cool. See, this is how it works. That's though. how podcasting yeah. works. This is the most. I think basically the 311 one was so bad that I was like, no one should cover the Cure ever, except for these look yeah. what artists. Look what happened. 311 is just bad. Yeah. Look at what you've Could done, we, Peanut. Do we agree about that? The 311 is bad. I was in that era, I and think I did three eleven. Evan agrees that 311 is bad. <laughs> yeah, that was like I've seen Peanut on a couple podcasts and he's pretty quick to make fun of them. Ugh. That's great. I like when when artists realize that they're they're imperfect. Yeah, right. Like I feel like West Borland is. Probably I am not a fan of this current like attempted Nickelback redemption tour. Have you seen this? Is going what? On? No, yeah, like yeah. Nickelback's going on all these podcasts, being like, "It's not our fault. Everyone hates us. Someone, oh. someone did this thing." And that- whose fault <laughs> is it, Chad? A comedian. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, it is their fault. They, uh, <laughs> they they sound like that. Hey, man. Yup. Whose fault is it, Chad? He's blaming uh, like partially like comedians and like the look at this graph meme. Do you remember that? <laughs> look at this graph. <laughs> <laughs> that shit made me laugh a lot. He's not blaming the song Rockstar. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Smash Mouth. That's a different band. Oh. No, 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 no. Do oh, they have oh, a song called oh, All Star? Yes. <laughs> oh, no, Rockstar. Oh, Rock. All Star Smash Mouth. Rockstar is. is oh, I'm trying to be a rockstar. <laughs> that's it. That's got to be it. Sorry, I uh, didn't didn't mean to put the microphone up my ass just now. Gonna be a rockstar. <laughs> that sounded like Kid Rock. It was kind a of a callback to the. It sounded like the South Park guy. They took our jobs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's what it was because unfortunately someone took Nickelback's jobs. <laughs> other, wow. rock, other rock stars, better rock stars. <laughs> a full bit has been written. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Smash right. Mouth's bad too, though. They are, but they Anyways, know it. They, they know it. That's why they're doing like festivals and shit. No, dude, they uh, they just had to kick the lead singer out. Did you hear about that? Yeah, we talked about. It. They were like, they, they were like, we're bad. Get out. You're bad. We're bad, but you're too drunk to be in this bad band. <laughs> yeah. They did. Did get- you see that video? You no, should, I didn't. Uh, see a- that. After the show, you should look up. Let's uh, watch it. Yeah, it. <laughs> It's fucking funny. It's not wild, yeah. It's not supposed to be funny. And I'm a former alcoholic, so like I get it, but also like fuck those guys. There might be something too. I'm not defending I no, Nick, I'm being mean. Not defending Nickelback, but whether your band's song gets in a good meme or a bad meme. Oh, oh could yeah. make or break I'm your career. Sure. Yeah. I, I honestly That's the biggest one of the biggest problems with the modern music industry is that it's no longer truly based on whether or not the music you put out is good. Right. The music you put out being good is now almost 100% irrelevant because a lot of the bands that are truly 100% making their own music aren't getting the chance to make it in the first place because a lot of the music that's getting that's making it is just pre-produced and and fucking shoved out like cookie cutter you know, uh, uh, major record label bullshit where they've got a team of people that just shove together, formulate music. They, they pick the next beautiful person to come out and sing it. They shove them out there and they, and they make a million fucking dollars and then it's on to the next one. And- well, we'll give an exception though. A shout out Zach Bryan. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. There's always exceptions <laughs> well, to the rule. Yeah. John Moreland was, was, I right. mean, he didn't get that big, but he was, a, he was an exception to the rule, you and, know, and, for sure. Well, and alongside those cookie cutter projects you're talking about, about are plenty of artists who do get big on their own talent hundred and get noticed and pushed but all of them the bullshit are doing and it the in real spite ones of the industry 
sure, but but all of them, the bullshit and the real ones, are also all completely. Um, um, they all have to answer to the whim of pop culture. Any one of them could have something go viral and become huge just because people get caught up in that zeitgeist. Likewise, all of them could suddenly be blacklisted into nowhere, yeah. just like Nickelback sucks, but Nickelback is also not wrong that that meme of that comic joke or whatever or, or some other joke may have been what tanked them. For sure. Because we do all love saying ugly Sonic sucks or it's Morbin time or whatever to that... These things that, yeah, they may be bad, but good stuff can easily fall prey to that shit, too. I, I got sure. to go to a, a panel, you know, like a panel discussion of like some music industry people at a music festival a couple months ago. Nice. And they're... It was so interesting listening to them, though, because they would talk about the algorithm and they were like, we're looking for what people like. And it was like it felt like, you know, when Nirvana <laughs> came out, it wasn't like this is what people like. It no. was just like you're you liked it because they it, didn't, it, it came out. Yeah. The, what, where <laughs> they're going wrong is they're looking for what the people already like. Exactly. Whereas it's what are they about to like or what, you know, yeah. or and, and not, it. it Honestly, it shouldn't be ever like what will someone like or not like. Make the music, and if they like it, they like it. Yeah. Let people choose. But at the same know? time, there's there's that pressure that you know life is only so long, and 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 people they they especially we all want the 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 comfort. We all want some success in in whatever we're passionate about, and. Also, if you're in an industry, you probably see others working and, and, and getting to these goals. And it's very easy to fall into the, oh, that's the most important thing. Hitting those same milestones, following in the footsteps right. of the people that I admire. Selling the records. Selling, yeah, hitting hitting those markers, you know. And it, it can be very confusing, you know. How but many times do we used see... used to be that if you just put out the good record, it would sell because it was good. Not because it was, you know what I mean? Like, yes, but... Yes, but because even during those times, there had to have been plenty of great artists that oh, for did sure. not get picked up. For sure, but what right. I mean is, it was it wasn't as much of a of you an weren't overwhelming also a machine. Yeah, it wasn't so much of an overwhelming. It, it it was yeah. Some people still didn't make it because only certain people make it. But w those who made it mostly made it because they put out good stuff. Yeah, is yeah, what I sure. mean. That yeah. So like. You know, we talk about it all the time, how how ugly most of the rock bands from the 70s were, because back then it was just like, how is your music? That's good music. All right. Go on tour, Foghat. Like, yeah. Right. You look like everyone else's uncle. Like, <laughs> we're not trying to sell what you look like because you put out a good album or whatever. Music fell prey to capitalism. 100 percent. That's what it was. Capitalism kills art. Yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, I love you. I love you. What are we Michael? talking about? What else? Uh, well, one of the things that was did we even talk about the. Trailer? Nope. Nah, but one of the things that's interesting is you talked about being <laughs> on that panel with uh, musicians. Yeah. yeah. And that's something, another thing we talked about pre-show was the way that you can kind of jump between creative communities. Because you're not a musician, are you? No. You don't play any instruments. Nope. Do you sing? Nope. Do you rap? Nope. Yeah, so <laughs> do you dance? And, and, and someone Badly. booked a panel, and you were on the panel. Oh, I was not on the panel. I got to attend. Okay, you went. Okay, thank. Okay. I was in the audience. Yeah, but I'll tell you, if you had been like, I was asked to speak on a panel alongside. Yeah, yeah. Six, we'd have been like, we'd yeah, been like yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah, of course there's no you surprise did. there. You know, of course Be you did. Because you have gotten a chance to move about in several creative communities, uh, both in terms of being involved with them in various capacities that do play to your skills and abilities. 
ways um, and in ways where you're just a strong supporter. I mean, you have emceed and hosted uh, events that have had a lot of live music. You've been in music videos for for artists like Alan Doyle, who we just had on the show a couple weeks ago. Oh, back. you had him on? Nice. Yeah, yeah. we just had Alan and on. And then obviously. we just had uh, Johnny Polygon on as well. Oh, dude. Those while we had, awesome while Alan was on, we were talking about old CDs, so I decided to pick up my old-ass big CD book and flip through it, and we found the original first Johnny Polygon wow. EP. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. And then, uh, and then we had him on, and uh, Jimmy Joe of uh, Jimmy Joe and the Funk Cherry oh, All Stars. Yeah, he's great, man. He's he, really, he's so he's talented. Really cool. Yeah, it really, um, is. and also comes from a musical family. And we talked, I think, the first time you were on about how your older sister. Jessica, oh, younger sister, older sister, uh, two years younger, two years younger. That's yeah. right. Was uh, was like the cool punk rock chick when I was in high school mm-hmm. that had the uh, the self produced uh, punk rock zine yeah. called Meet the Mailman, M E A T. Yeah, and I <laughs> into adulthood. Would you spell the word meet when meaning like, hey, do you want to meet up? I would spell it M E A T. Well my into God. adulthood, just because of that. Wow. And I used to cross all my eyes with X's. Wow. Yeah, man. Dude. Yeah, she's still the cool punk rock girl. She's still uh well, Maximum Rock and Roll is no longer a magazine, but she has every issue from the first one, the only existing archive of Maximum Rock and Roll in her basement. Wow. Issue wow. one from like the seventies until right. it ended. That's wild. If, yeah. if, that, That's if that goes away, it's it's gone. It should be in a museum. Yeah, right. That's wild. Shout out Jessica. Yeah. Yeah, shout very out. cool. She was so fucking cool, man. But yeah, I'm so proud of her. That's the nice thing about Tulsa right now is that we do have a lot of good cross connection between creative communities. We got a lot of people helping each other out and showing strong support. And that's one thing that you've really done a good job on is bouncing around between shows, showing support to different communities. And because of that, you have really gained uh, a name for yourself as someone of positive support. I think if you just all you got to really do is show up to stuff. Bam. And you know you. Uh, one thing my friend Cody always talks about is like people coming into a group and they're not like, oh, this is how you should do it. I'm going to run it. All you do is you say, I, you know, if you need anything, you know, I'm, I'm here. You know, these are things I can do, but I'm, I, I don't try to come into a circle and, and take over anything. Yeah. No, you know? no, not at all. That's one thing is you even on in the comedy community where you're producing shows and you produce a number of shows right now you've got stuff going on at Vanguard you've got stuff going on at Heirloom and I do a lot behind the scenes too to make sure that other things happen as far as like the riff show being an heirloom like mm-hmm. I, I talked to Jess and, and got it in there yeah with you know Brent Dio's Vanguard show and other people that do oh, Vanguard shows I talked to Vanguard and get it in there that's so great. If people approach me and they're like how do I get in at your venue I'll be like like this and I'll tell them you're cool yeah you know so I'm not trying to gatekeep any part of the scene and that's good to know and and, and you and I haven't had that that kind of conversation we've 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 managed to kind of work independently of each other and and book each other on shows you're always reaching out to me to try and book me and and we've tried to have you on Starlight a lot recently we just I was looking. We had you back on in January, so we're due. We'll Hell talk yeah. about that. But um, the um, even without knowing how you're being such a force to help people behind the scenes, you're never seen as a threat. You know, in in communities like comedy, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of insecurity. And oh, every, um, I think almost every like uh, showbiz adjacent, yeah, music acting. There's always, you know, there's, there's it's always somebody because somebody else is trying to take your fucking spot. That's it's that, what it is. It's that balance of wanting to build community together and Sorry, to make buddy. sure that you succeed. You know, yes. And but I never see your moving and shaking seen as anything other than as a boon to the community. 
And that's a really fine line to walk. And you've done a really good job with that. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I rarely have, like, I don't, I don't think I just, I take a lot of like big spots. It's like, Oh my God, Evan's doing that. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm setting up a show somewhere because I, I can, because I, I know the staff and that's, that's helping the community. It's not, it's not hurting it to have more, more shows. I think the more shows we have, the more awareness there is of, of, of comedy yeah. in, in town. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, like, uh, hey, hey, Hilton, hey, Hilton, can I talk to you over here for a second? Yeah. Can I talk to you? Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll be right back. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. What, hey, what's up? I think I figured out a way where we can exploit our friendship with Evan. Oh, oh, shit. It's, it's about fucking time. Okay. What do you got? <laughs> uh, maybe a live show. Oh, a live show with Evan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's got a lot of connections. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, I'll talk what? to you. Talk to you later. I love you. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, hey, buddy. Uh, so, uh, don't worry about that. We'll hit you up about that later. Uh, but one of the things, uh, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't care. I'm down. Yeah. So, I I think back. Uh, sometimes you'll see a night, a Friday or Saturday night in Tulsa. Just talking about Tulsa, and obviously other cities are doing this too. Some of the many, 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 many more. Uh, but you'll see a night where there'll be like four big shows happening on the same night. Maybe you'll have an heirloom show. I'll have a starlight show. You'll see something over at Renaissance. There'll be something down at Vanguard, you know. And 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 me and some of my friends will laugh sometimes and be like, oh, you know, it's just one of those big nights of comedy in Tulsa. And those used to disappoint me, frankly, because I'd be like, fuck, you know, there was no coordination. We weren't looking out for each other. How spread out are any of these shows going to do well? And it's like, sure. But there's million people in the, the greater Tulsa area, you know, more than that, if, depending on how big that damn circle gets. Mm-hmm. And people travel in our area to communities like Tulsa for the nightlife. So you know what? Instead of looking at it as, oh, that now that one fan is going to be stuck spread between those four shows, fuck that. Pack out all four rooms. Last night at Starlight, we had a, a great show. We had Tony DeLaDerni, G.K. Palmer, and Shauna Blake. Happy birthday, Shauna. We had all three of them on stage, and that was a great show. But ever since the pandemic, we've had this issue where we don't always pack the room, you know? And you guys may, maybe have seen it, too, at the shows you've been at. Mm-hmm. It's just there's not that consistency anymore. Like, before pandemic, Starlight was packed month after month after month. And especially in the early months, it, it was tough getting that back up. And last night, I'm looking out at this packed room, and you know what I'm seeing? A packed room of people who have not been to a Starlight show in a while, who I haven't seen either at all or don't remember seeing. And what I'm not seeing last night in that packed room at Starlight was comics. Yeah. So it wasn't one of those nights, which happened where it's just, it's a big night, but it's mostly your friends. They came out to support, which I love. But last night was a night that was comedy sold itself in Tulsa. And we weren't the only show happening last night. There was something uh, happening over in Midtown last night. There was a show up in North Tulsa last night. So those, if we could still make that kind of uh, crowd, then we know that the community can support it. So that kind of just build more shows is building community. Yeah. And getting on board with that was a big step for me. Well, it's like I just look at music as being the model because it's it's just it's bigger and it's it's successful. Uh, so you don't, you don't go, Oh, this guy is on it. The colony. It's going to mess up the Mercury lounge show. or It's going to mess up the sound pony show. or It's going to mess up, um, the Vanguard show. They're all just, there's music happening every night at all these places, yeah. you know? So that's, that's what I would like comedy to be too. And it can do it. And, and that's the thing is, is because people know music is a guaranteed good time. 
You know, if you go to see a band you like or you go to a venue you understand, like if I want, if even if there's no bands I recognize, if I'm like, I'm going to go to Mercury for a show, I know what I'm getting into. I go to Vanguard for a show, I know what I'm getting into. Not that every show is exactly the same. For sure. But there's similarities. But you know, there's a good chance it's going to be a genre you're into. Yeah, it's going to be some punk or some rock yeah. or some metal over Vanguard. I'm not going to the fucking uh, the rodeo. Right? It's going to be some fucking rockabilly or some good fucking punk or, or some good fucking uh, 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 folk over at, at Mercury Lounge, right? Oh, what's usually going to be there? Yeah. yeah you see I that. thought you were like, for me, I was like, I don't know if I'd put folk in my top three yeah, or, right, or no. rockabilly, but, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't think the comedy shows are are the same. I, I, I truly think you can go to one of my shows and one of someone else's and they kind of feel different. Not the, only who, who is booked and how the show is run. Well, and you and right. I are both the kind of guys that we're kind of thinking about who would be a good lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, your your lineups are always comics. There's never like a wild card in a, a bunch of uh, uh, if the comics are all observational comics, you don't got some shit starter in there. You know, like it, it's, it's 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 there's there's ways to book that. And you're thinking about that. And then we now we also got a couple of unique shows like uh, the the insult attack roast battle, like Brett's uh, killer riff show. Uh, that are just doing their own kind of unique take on things. And, and I do mine kind of live like a, a mixtape. I usually don't come up with the order before the show. I'll, you know, I'll come up with who's going to go first for me. And I make sure they're, you know, like, are you okay with going up first? You got it. And if they're cool with it, I put them up first. And then usually I kind of, I, I kind of watch the show and I'm like, all right, what do we need right now? Like who, who can come in next? Like, do we need someone with bigger energy or yes. do we, can we have someone that's also like another similar chill energy? That's so. a great thing. And, and that's one, actually one of the rare benefits of, of a, of a bigger show. Cause your shows tend to be more of like the, I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong in the kind of five to seven comic arena. Is that right? About, yes. That's about what you're putting on, which I lean away from. I, I always tend to do tight, uh, short sh- lists of comics, but there's a real value there to that, where you have that kind of maneuverability to sub in number three next or number seven next if you need that energy. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and actually, exactly what you just said. I mean, I can't even really add on to that. But that's exactly what having a big roster, you know, and then being able to be like, all right, this is this is this should be the next person. That's cool. Man, I. uh and, and you know, Zamp, what a what a stalwart I've been for the keep those shows tight, keep those lists short. But man, yeah. you, you may have sold me on something there. Well, really? because okay. I mean, because there's always going to be the exception, and the exception to the don't book too many comics on the show is if there's if they're good. Oh, oh, of it's course. a different story. Yeah. Well, and there you gotta, was a, you got you to think was, about set length too, stuff, well, which is yes. another good thing you do. You keep a lot of sets tight. Which but I there was like. a there was a an, an epidemic of local shows where it was fourteen comics all doing ten to fifteen minutes apiece, and half of them, you know, no disrespect, but just weren't there. Yeah, you know. Well, it is tough. You can see that a mile away too. You see that flyer, and man. it's just like there's twenty names going down the side. No and you're dice. Like, this is just everybody. Not, you know yeah. who's not at that show? Me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, and that you're right. I got to tell you, you may have, have brought up something I hadn't considered. Where I may have a little bit of uh, kind of a a, 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 a bad taste, a stand up uh, bad taste from a few years ago from a booker who really kind of abused that. We got burned. Yeah. You, uh, man. Damn. Okay. Wow. Well, it's I've, a I've, 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 I've had honestly, a breakthrough. I've learned <laughs> yeah. a lot about booking. Just I started doing it. I think in 
maybe it was, I think it was 2018 was the first year I started booking shows. Obviously, take out the pandemic time, but yeah. it's it's a you really do get better at it and get a better feel. I think the first shows I was booking. I, I only had based on, you know, I'd been on comedy shows before, but I didn't really know what, who I would, who would be like a good mix together. You know, it's like you get four of your friends together, but you can't, but, you know but I, even then, um, you don't really know what a show will be till you're there live. Cause some, sometimes someone might give you a wildly inconsistent performance, but someone else will be, be wildly better than you expected them to be. Sure. So it's just like, sometimes you can't control it. Something yeah. I learned early on um, in podcasting was uh, that I, I think something we as humans tend to let slip by too often is um, the amount of times we are shown how not to do something that we're trying to do well. You know what I mean? We're constantly looking for the examples of how to do it well, and we're always seeing examples of how not to do it well. And if you really pay attention to those and start to piece together those little things, at yeah. the end of it, you've got the puzzle pieces of how to do it right. Yeah. And that's that's well, something I learned early on. You uh, definitely and I try very hard to take those lessons yeah. on how not to do it. And what we just talked about, that that epidemic of those type of shows was a perfect example of how not to do it. It's like doing um <clears throat> what is it? Uh like 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 pick Cross or, or Sudoku, oh, uh, which are a puzzle games where you're. you're I thought you <clears throat> fucked up the word, the name Rick Ross. Rick Ross, Pick Ross, <laughs> uh, uh, popular hip hop producer Pick Ross, <laughs> popular Pick Ross. <laughs> fuck pickleball. The point is, these games you're trying to find a single thing, like a point on a grid or a number in a, in, in a sequence, <clears throat> and and one of the best ways to figure out what it is is to eliminate what it's not. Uh, and, and it's one reason why, as a manager at work, I was Bingo. always fine discussing the wrong way to do things, even admitting mistakes myself, because who gives a fuck about my ego? Let's get the damn yes. job done. Thank you. That's in one, too. And like I said, when I took those lessons, a lot of them were from the podcast I was in. Oh, yeah. And it's yes, absolutely. I'm constantly like, yeah, I used to do this and it was just the worst. And But now I know that this is a far more effective way, or what what have you. <laughs> Looking right into changes in the way we post on social media are, are lessons that I finally learned in recent weeks. Yes. Six years in, I'm still learning. We may be the longest-running podcast in Tulsa. That's what Evan Hughes said. <laughs> but we uh, may uh, have a lot of ways to go before we really get it right. F fucking A. I yeah. love it. We've yeah. done good. Do you want to talk about Transformers? No. Is this a Michael? <laughs> Did Michael Bay make this one? I do have to know that. I don't think so. I don't think he's got anything to do. Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. We did watch the trailer, even though we haven't talked about it. Uh, it looks what? like it is unknown. Reportedly based on the quote Transformers <laughs> spinoff Beast Wars. Well, oh, hence the gorilla. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is about it's. They're bringing in the Beast Wars franchise. There, which I got to tell you. Couldn't I, I couldn't have cared less. I couldn't have cared less, except I'm kind of my curiosity's peaked. Sure. You you found a way well, to get me Pete, curious about Transformers again. Pete Davidson is a voice. That's, yeah, that's neat. Peter Dinklage also. Uh-huh. Uh Michelle Yeoh is allegedly in it. I also I bet saw, Peter Dinklage is the gorilla. Oh yeah. Uh Scourge. Scourge. Yeah, it must be. Oh, Ron Oh, Ron Perlman is Optimus Prime. <gasps> it's not Peter Cullen. Wait, oh, it is also Peter Cullen. Wait. Interesting. How can it be both? I don't know. It's just nice to see that Pete Davidson's doing better than Kanye. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Fuck uh, Kanye, man. That dude doubling down as much as he is is pissing me off. But 
Oh not, yeah, he sucks it. real fucking not hard. Getting into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So annoyed. Yeah, fuck that guy. Anyway. Uh, anywho, Michelle Yeoh's great. And though. those shoes Love are her. ugly as a motherfucker. Oh, the stupid. <laughs> shoes. Yeah, but. They they were when they came out, and y'all are suckers. I never got any. Yeah. They never got you? <clears throat> nope. Good. Yeah, never got same. me either. You know why? Because <laughs> I ain't putting that ugly shit on my feet. Because <laughs> it's vans in my head and vans on my feet. <laughs> so shout out to uh, Suicide Machines. Dude, that's a classic record. Right? It's yeah. It's a good album. It's a good yeah. album. God, does your, does your sister still have all the old issues of Meet the Mailman? She might. She, she probably might. does. I'll have to hit her up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I would love to like. Just see, a, get a copy of one or something, just to have for fun, or just like a a front page to put in a frame or something, because that shit's nostalgia for me, man. I used to be pumped to get those in high school, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like sh- she and shout out to my homie Chris Mason, uh, who now owns a record label, Dirt Cult Records. Uh, they were my ends on like that's how I learned punk rock. That's a, they were the two that like I found all the good bands from. Well, so they were they were influential for sure. So shout out Jessica Hughes and Chris Mason nice. for being my punk rock Sherpas. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Want to ah. hear some new music? Why got, not? Got some new gorillas to check out. Okay. It's called Skinny Ape. Oh, that's silly because they're like, gorillas. Gorillas. I get it. I like this uh, young nudie uh, thing in the corner. <laughs> He's mad. I was waiting for the turn. Uh, how did he have 172 unreleased songs? Yeah, that's silly. That's a lot of songs. That's like I've got 13 unreleased TikToks. This is going on my playlist before the day is over. Yeah, it's so oh, good. Yeah. This is good. You know, friend of the show, Jacob Hatfield, said something recently on, on social, and I don't know that I think it's true, but it's got me thinking. He said Gorillaz is the best band ever. And it's not true. No. <laughs> but it's interesting. I don't think they have a large enough body of work. No. But they're in terms of their potential, there's a, there is a fantastic band there. I'm going to give you a hot take. I'm ready for it. There is no such thing as the greatest band on earth. Oh, that can't be. That's not a hot take. That's that's. It can't exist. Stop that. No, you, it, no. That that can't. That thing can't be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Because there's too many genres. There's too many subgenres. There's. Too, it's way too subjective. It's like saying the best food ever. Yeah. You right. know, it's yeah. like it's the, the best way you like. It's ever, an insane idea. <laughs> it's just an insane idea, and that's why I get so mad when people talk about how like music wouldn't exist without the Beatles. And it's like, do you know how intrinsic music is to just humanity? Like, music would exist no matter what. It would always exist. People would always have made music, no matter what circumstances the world throws at you. Yeah, that's the most beautiful thing about it is it cannot be stopped. We can't e- couldn't even decide like the best punk band, let alone no, exactly the best everything band. That's one of the things that used to piss me off the most when I was in a band was people trying so hard to shove us into subgenres. What kind of band are you? What kind of band are you? I hated that question. Yeah, we're just yeah. a rock and roll band. Yeah, you, you know. Can, yeah, one hundred percent. Although the the best punk band is Bad Religion. <laughs> So. Fucking, I, they're up there, bro. <laughs> they're d- 
They're they're on the Mount Punkmore for sure. <laughs> yeah, Mount Punkmore, just Greg's face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you got uh, maybe not Greg. That'd be a tough one, man. Yeah. To, a Mount Punkmore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who'd be in your Mount Punkmore? I I, like I, I know he, he's he's can, he's canceled, but I I really liked uh, the old Screechy Weasel albums. I oh mean, yeah, he's, he's canceled now for sure. Ben Ben turned we, out to not be super great. Oh yeah, yeah. But I Big I, I almost got a Screeching Weasel tattoo at one point. Because yeah. I was Boogada 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 was like one of my favorite albums. Yeah, it's a class. I mean, they have like maybe what five classic albums or something like right. that, which is a lot. Do you have any tattoos that could be an issue later? All your tattoos are like original art. Aren't uh, they? I have the uh, I have the logo of the Subhumans tattooed on my calf. Okay, um, but they've seemed to have been pretty pretty cool still. Yeah, uh, like, still fighting for the people, like the Descendants. Uh, yeah, still for cool. Sure. Like uh, yeah, like if Bill Waterson turns out to be a communist or some shit, I got a, <laughs> I got a problem. You know? Yeah. So, but hopefully that would be. Is that the Calvin and Calvin and Hobbes? Hobbes. Oh, okay, yeah, I was yeah. like, who's <laughs> I was thinking like uh, uh, Bill Stevenson is the drummer for the Descendants. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was so close that I was like, wait, yeah. to, to just mix it up. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Descendants documentary? Yeah. Yes, it's, it's great. So yeah. good. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, yeah, we went to the the show with Hagfish. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, a couple games. of years back. Yeah, yeah, that was so good. Yeah, we and we watched that documentary here, I think, too. Yeah. I think you showed me that. Yep. And then all played Mercury. Oh, did they really? really? Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. that would have been a good show. Yeah. yeah. So I got to uh, my old band, Day by Day, we got to play a show um, with Hagfish at uh, the Pink Eye. Remember the Pink oh, Eye? Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And it was like the Pink Eye's grand opening. And it was, uh, or no, 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 sorry. It was celebrating the opening of Stefan's studio, Armstrong. Oh, right. Armstrong. So uh, uh, me and uh, our friend Ryan and, and James, uh, we all, um, we kind of helped put up like a bunch of drywall and little shit like that in the studio. So we, you know, we were a little bit involved. So we got to open the show. We got to play the show. And then uh, Stefan ended up playing guitar with Hagfish. And they ended up playing like a double long set where they played Hagfish and Descendant songs, and it was super fucking fun. Damn. Did you ever get into Hagfish at all? Yeah, I remember that. That well, my sister had that rocks, rocks your, your lame ass, ass tape. It's so you good. know, and she played that all the time. That was that was one of the constantly on tapes. It's in the one house. of the best pop punk albums like of all time. It's so 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 good, so good. Uh, I still listen to that shit. Nice. Yeah, yeah man, it's still good. Um. Yeah, that was a great show. Pink Eye was a wild little spot, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that's a yeah, it's a Tulsa classic. I wish yeah. I was still here. Yeah, right. We we need a good. Uh, we don't have a really good like. I mean, I guess the Vanguard is now like the 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 punk club. Well, it was you know it was the marquee and a lot of yeah. you know things happened there and you know the the Blackbird was well eclipse, it used to be the so Eclipse. When we, that's when, we, when I cut. Yeah, that's where I yeah. cut my teeth. Yeah. Was at the Eclipse. Yeah, I got to see Brother Inferior there. Same. And, uh, I just bought a Brother Inferior t-shirt at nice. uh, Boulevard Trash. I almost mentioned Chad um, earlier when we were talking about the like thing just because I, I, I ran into him one night at Kilkenny's and he was he was talking to me about the likes and how cool he thought it was. Yeah, and I was like, damn, Chad Malone thinks it's cool. Right? You know, I, I was know. like, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, we had him on the very first podcast I ever did with uh, with Roy back in the day. Oh wow! And uh, you know, he's there's there's Larkin that he's been doing forever that he's super popular for. You know, the, the shame's been around for a long time. And all I wanted to talk about was Brother and Fury. Oh yeah, the band from from that was like four years in the nineties. Uh, yeah, I was they, so pumped about that. But I remember, and that's the cool thing about Chad. Shout out Chad. He brought me a CD with uh, with most of their tracks on it. Oh, a wow. A good, good chunk of the anthology on there. Damn. And do you remember Hickey? 
Oh, I remember Hickey. Yeah. Hell yeah, I remember Hickey. another band from the era. Yeah, were they local? No, they're from California. That's but what they, I thought. But they came here a couple times, which yeah. har- hardly anybody did, I guess, back then, to have a local band travel that far to right. come specifically to Tulsa. Everybody here felt a big connection with them, and then Maddie Love died, and that was a, a huge did you ever thing. Hear of, uh, did you ever hear of Hickey? No, I don't think so. I, uh, um, but I may not have been moving in that circle enough at that time. And they time. wrote a song for Tulsa, too. So their whole Tulsa connection was really deep. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Man. That's Good always times. neat to me when I see, you know, uh, connections on a kind of a, to our area on a grander scale. At least when it's a good connection. Sure. I watched uh, that Tulsa King. And that show is not making good connections. So jo- Josh Fadum was telling me he's in the last episode. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I I I, I got to tell you, I I I, I think I want to mount a campaign where if they don't have Tulsa King meet the King of Tulsa in season <laughs> two, they are wasting an opportunity. <laughs> like all I want is an episode where uh, Sylvester Stallone is like meeting you and is like, like why is this guy such a big deal? I don't understand. He's not connected <laughs> to any families or he just goes to a lot of shows if and people he, love if him. If they just had a <laughs> shot of, of of Sly looking down at his phone and being like, hey, I got blessed. Hashtag blessed. I got blessed by Evan Hughes. I made this profile and now I got 100 likes from this guy. I don't know what it is. That would be incredible. I gotta meet this Hughes guy. I'm down, by the way. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Why would you not be? Yeah. And honestly, that's the kind of thing, like, like no joke, like, I think they could do a storyline like that because the absurdity of Tulsa has been a recurring point in there. And, and that's there's kind of, so many little things you could put in there, like like how's Biker Fox not in an episode? Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. How or, could you uh, have a Tulsa story without somebody like that? But they also get the facts wrong. Like they had him at Center of the Universe, where if you don't know, Center of the Universe is the spot in Tulsa that has a weird acoustic echo. If you stand in a very specific spot, you hear your voice reflected back at you. In the show, it was explained to him that it was a place where he could speak and no one would hear anything, mm-hmm. as if it silenced your voice, which is wrong and also not possible on earth yeah that so. felt felt really weird so yeah, so stupid so, they did it so they can because you know they're gonna have a thing where he's like hey go there and talk about mob stuff and the cops can't hear you so you know like the problem is like they would be like you if know, i'm if that's not i've not seen one second of this show it was it's totally worth watching for the weirdness of it but, but if that's not the reason yeah that no. they changed that I would be shocked. Right. Like, I am pretty sure I nailed that from But now. because of that, <laughs> yeah. I fear, like, that, like, they'd be like, you know, like, oh, you, like, apparently I got to meet this Evan Hughes. And they'll be like, he runs a soup kitchen. You know, like, they'll get, like, the facts wrong or something. Yeah. yeah. Or they get GT Bynum to play Evan. It's yeah. Like, no, it's the other way around. <laughs> Biker Fox. Apparently he's a fox that rides a bicycle. <laughs> apparently he's really into tigers. No, no. Oh, well, you're wrong guy. Up again. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, apparently these uh, handsome kids, uh, you know, these handsome kids, uh, they're, they, they're very handsome. They good look looking. really good, and they, uh, they do the umbops. <laughs> they're good looking. They do a dance called the umbops. <laughs> That's, they're very handsome. All the kids are umbopping around. But why, this is not Stallone anymore. No. You did the thing that always happens to me when I do accents, which is where it just goes in its own direction. Uh, anytime I do Italian, it just turns into Italian. <laughs> wow, that is racist. Hey, man. Yeah, uh, calls them like a season. <laughs> come at me. <laughs> hey, come at me. Hey, it's me, Mario. I'm a walking, a talking, a stereotype. All right, we're off the rails. It happens from time to time. Evan got us all hopped up on sugar. So the Transformers. I'm no. just kidding. No, fuck that movie. It looks like trash. I 
was almost immediately taken. I like immediately couldn't care. Like I just was like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. I noticed that the transformation and I haven't seen like the last two movies, so they may have been getting better over time. But initially, the Transformers movies were were derided because the transformations were so CGI that you couldn't even tell what the it was gobbledygook, what the transforming was was visual gobbledygook. In Mm. this, I I did notice very clear showing where one part came out of or turned into another part. It was a. There was a lot of gobbledygook, but it was better. So I did kind of appreciate that. I will, if this movie comes on in an easy to watch format, I will watch it. Okay. Whereas, like, I haven't tried to see the last night or yeah. whatever the last. <laughs> yeah, movies like this feel the like they're. The side of the moon. Did, yeah. They really called one of them the dark side of the moon, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. Spark, like, spark of the Dude, you can't. You can't do that. <laughs> like it wasn't. It wasn't dark of the moon. It was like dark of. The oh moon yeah, but still, like you think everybody's not going to be like Pink Floyd already did that, Dude, you dummies. The other day too, I got a notification from Spotify that Roger Waters had covered "Comfortably Numb" this year. It was really weird. Wait, you're like, how? How's that a cover? Yeah. I'm pulling out a cover. Maybe played it without oh, David Gilmore oh, doing oh, okay. the, the famous oh, guitar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I gotcha. He's been doing that for a long so, time. Though. So he's doing a. A worse version. Yeah. Comfortably numb. What'll happen is usually every 10 years we'll make news is David Gilmore will show up and play the solo live and then just dip the fuck out and everybody's like, hey, look, see, they don't (laughs) hate each other. (laughs) It's like, no, they're like money. That is one of the greatest guitar solos of all time in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember what I was going to Google. I'm all like, you can never have a greatest band of all time, but I'm like, that's that's one of the greatest guitars of all time. What else I started as one of? One of. I don't think the greatest doesn't exist. (laughs) One of is the best qualifier in the world because you're not committing to anything. Like I heard that Donald Trump is one of the biggest pants wetters of all time. I heard that Donald Trump has one of the smallest dicks in recorded history. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. One of, you know, that's it. Anyway. One of the top three. Uh, yeah. I almost met that uh, porn star that slept with him. What was her? Stor- Stormy Daniels. Stormy da- yeah, she was in yeah. Tulsa one night. Oh, yeah? And my friend was trying to arrange a, a meetup, and it fell through. And even Stormy Daniels was like, hey, I got to meet the king of Tulsa. <laughs> got to meet this huge guy. Suck him <laughs> off a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, I knew her ex-husband. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, another, another small world weird connection to the show. Yeah, yeah, small world. Damn, especially yeah, he's got a full sleeve of He Man tattoos. He's rad. You know who's always got a small world is uh, I hear it's that Trump. Yeah, yeah, it's shaped <laughs> like a mushroom world. Hey, Yay. bada bing, bada boom. You got a small dick. Fuck you. All right, should we pick and plug? Have we done it? I think we did it. All right, let's pick and plug. Oh, uh, picks and plugs where we choose something to check out and what we're working on lately. And uh, I'll go first. Uh, we just had a great time at the Starlight Comedy Night last night, and I've got another one coming up real soon. I don't know that I have the entire lineup worked out, but I do know some of it. On Friday, January 13th, you can see, awesome. thank you, you can see uh, Tulsa comedians Jesse Willett and uh, who else do we have? Oh, yes, uh, the immortal Thunderwolf is finally doing the Starlight Show. Both I of these guys are brand new to Starlight. Genuinely thought you were about to say the immortal Hulk Hogan. The immortal, uh, <laughs> the immortal Terry Hogan. That's uh, how Terry, he. Terry that's Terry how Bollea. he was introduced for quite a while. Yeah, no. so much, so and he's that, still alive. Yes, so well, so much that. so that Might like <laughs> the, the, my brain triggered. Like for it was the weirdest thing. Like people have said the immortal a lot of times uh, for a lot of different reasons. But my brain's like, obviously that's Hulk Hogan. I'm bringing us back to topics. I don't want to talk about that shit stick when we should be talking about. I was awesome gonna comedy. Well, show. my question <laughs> was gonna be, why would you? 
I get okay. maybe if you had the Here's chance, the but why would you book him? The, the immortal Hulk is the real immortal one. Uh, Bruce no, Banner, the incredible the Hulk. That Wait, one's uh, incredible. He's uh, not immortal though. Uh, who the you Hulk can kill the Hulk. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, are you are you challenging me? You come into my house. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't he have sued the green one? Wouldn't he have sued the blonde tan one? <laughs> you think so? You think so? The immortal uh, versus the oh, oh boom shit. the immortal Hulk Hogan. Yeah, not Hogan. <laughs> Uh, the Immortal Hulk. Uh, I am a real American. Yeah, a real pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Back to it. I am so freaking thrilled to have both Jesse and Thunderwolf at the Starlight. These comedians have been doing great. Uh, uh, they have also been mad supporters of the scene, which we know is important, we talked about earlier. Uh, so I'm thrilled. And we've got a headliner in the works that I'm super excited about, too. You guys will love that show. So pay attention to my page for that. But before I even do my show on the 13th, one week earlier on the 6th, I am super psyched to be back with maybe someone seventh. else I know. Is it the 7th? Oh, it is the 7th. Oh, you know, that got me this month, too. You know what? I'm just going to stop right there. I'll <laughs> let okay. you talk about it. And I'm going to tell you guys uh, to read some Hulk. Uh, read the current run by Donny Cates, but also check out uh, the past run, The Immortal Hulk uh, by Jed McKay. Uh, these are both uh, uh, great runs That's of Hulk. That's a cute Hulk. little Funko. Uh, and he's got a cute little Funko pop. Read the Hulk. He's got a, he's got a, a personality disorder. You should learn about it. Read the Hulk and don't. Uh, support Hulk Hogan. Don't say, fuck, <laughs> fuck Terry Bollea and all he does. Yeah, fuck you, Terry. I heard he's as big a loser as Donald Trump. That's what I heard. Yep, smaller dick, too. Even smaller. <laughs> mm. Evan, any picks or plugs? What have you been into lately? Oh, just, uh, I like the new Black Panther movie. You guys probably already covered yeah. that on the podcast. Yeah, okay. you can talk about it. Tell us your yeah. thoughts. Uh, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I liked it. Me too. Uh, kind of sad, you yeah. know. Yeah. Chadwick's I mean, gone. Hard to avoid that one. They, it's one of those things you you almost have to address it. So you know, it's about how you do it. I saw the the sound of metal. Have you guys seen that? That's, no, that's good. what is that? It's a movie that's... about a, a heavy metal drummer that's slowly going deaf. Yeah, it's with. It's pretty um, heavy. Oh, what is that actor's name? Oh, it's been out a while. <laughs> a couple years ago. It doesn't it. matter. Oh, we talk about old shit all the time. That is. Yeah. Okay, tight. Yeah, yeah I'm bringing I'm... out shit from the '90s, dude. I'm like one of them. One 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 episode. I was like, go listen to Hum. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember yeah, Hum. Yeah. Who'd prefer an astronaut? Or you'd prefer an astronaut? That's yep. a great album. Oh, God, what is that? Uh, Riz on, Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. Stars. He's that really good. He was in that HBO limited series, The Night of. Okay. That was pretty cool. So I think the guy that did this did that movie, uh, Place Behind the Pines or whatever. Did you guys uh, see that one? No. I did not. Very Dude, cool. that's an incredible movie. It's even better than this one. That's the one with Ryan uh, Gosling. Gosling and another famous guy. Mm -hmm. The guy that was, shit, what's his name? He's huge. Ah, there you go. Thank you, Hilton. Uh, yeah, it's got uh, Ryan Gosling as well Bradley as Bradley Cooper, Cooper Brad, and uh, Ava Mendez and Ray Liotta. Wow. Ray Liotta and ben Rose Byrne. Yeah. Dude, if you guys watch this movie tonight, you will fucking thank me. This movie is incredible. Done. Maybe what, the in, the, in the some of the one of the best movies I've seen in my whole life. Are we talking about Done. Place Behind Beyond the Pines? The Place Pines movie. The Pines, the Pines yeah. movie. Yeah. Okay, wow. It's right. incredible. The twists and turns, like you, I'm telling you, you won't you won't predict it. You'll be like. Book. Uh, wow. Darius Miller was involved. He was a pr oh screenplay. He was part of the screenplay of that. Okay. And then he's directing the other film. Did he write the other film? The I don't know. Let's see. Sound of Metal. Yep, he wrote and directed. Co-wrote. Yeah. yeah. Sound of Metal is very good, especially nice. if you you know for someone that's played in music. For sure. Yeah. No, I, I I I think I'd really like it. I I don't know why I never watched it. Oh. It just kind of slipped by, and I have Prime so. 
Very cool. All right. And uh, what do you, you got shows coming up yes, all the plugs, time. Plugs, so following plugs. so up. many shows. Well, I have a show tonight. I have a show Monday. I have a show Tuesday. Uh, well, this will come out. Tell uh, us about the Monday and Tuesdays. Yes. Uh, Rabbit Hole Monday and Lefties on Greenwood Tuesday. That is the 12th and 13th. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yes. that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, follow you at uh, at Evan Hughes. Evan, Evan, Hughes, Evan B. Hughes on Instagram. Evan B. Hughes. And then on Twitter, it says Evan Hugs. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's really yeah, that Twitter. is good. It's really uh, the way you did it because you've got it's Evan H U G then underscore underscore S or something. So it's still your name, but just with the right letters missing to say Evan hugs. It's it's yeah. kind of fucking adorable. Thank you. Thank take, you. Take the H and the E out. Yeah, I take the he out. I appreciate. Yeah, yeah take oh. the he out. That's what a lot of people are trying to do uh, in our culture. Take uh, that. It's, it's the erasure of it's man. About erasure of toxic masculinity. That's, uh, that's what it is. My bad. I, yes. Yeah. It's not. Okay. So it's not. Not all men. No. Not huh. <laughs> weird. That took a turn. Okay. <laughs> Hilton did it. Everybody. Yeah. yeah Gotta go. Hear my not, mom calling. Not how I meant to get there. Okay. <laughs> mm. Um and uh yeah so and then they can find all the rest of your shows on your socials as well yes yeah I put them all on the on, the, on the grams because yeah. you're always booking you've got more stuff coming up down at Heirloom and Vanguard as well down the pipe yeah I think the next Heirloom shows in January there's a Whittier Bar show on the 30th this month there's a shit there's something else oh on Christmas night I'm doing Jay Friday show at Tulsa Comedy Club nice and uh, Jay Friday is amazing if you guys haven't I don't know he's kind of new. Newer to comedy, but he did music for a long time. Okay. And Steph Simons, his cousin. Okay, cool. But he's, he's super funny. He does a lot of stuff with Tulsa Comedy Club. Nice. So the lineup is like Duke Durant and Demario. It's, it's people you know. Sure, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah, Duke's good people. Demario's great. Yeah. Good to see him. But they want me to play like a, a white uncle character for my set. Because oh, it, yeah. it's like okay. a Christmas themed show. It's like ants versus uncles. It's a whole, uh, whole thing. Yeah, gotcha. and most of these comics are black. We should probably point out. To, to, I, to, I'm the only white comic. Okay, yeah. So that, yeah. that's kind of the fun <laughs> juxtaposition there. Yeah, yeah, cool. Because I got to, I got to do Gerald Harris's roast there, like his birthday roast. Yeah, and I did good enough to get booked on this show. Ah, nice. That's great. Yeah, yeah which is good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for doing the show, bud. Yeah, of oh, course. Oh, Thank you. Are you guys yeah. <laughs> call me Skip? No. Do you got something to talk about? Pick some plugs. You've got picks and plugs. I do. Wait, 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 wait. Because you haven't had plugs for a minute. I have not had plugs for a minute. What? 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 I, you I'm... got a you got a thing coming up? Ooh. Wow. <laughs> That's I got the brand. trifecta. <laughs> uh, yeah, January seventh, which yeah. is a Saturday. Uh, myself and Hilton and several of our best comedy buddies yeah. uh, are going to be at Brett Jeffrey's Riff Show at the Heirloom Rustic Ale. Oh, yeah, I'll be on that, too. Yes, that's what? right. You're there, too. We're all on it. I do we're believe there we're all on that Dude, show. You know crazy. who else is on that? I believe Laura Cook is on that show. Yep, I believe yep. Dan Fritchie is on that show. Wow. Say more. Say more. This I will. Is, this soon is a true I can pull reunion up the poster. show. We're going to have Ryan Green is on that show. Uh, <gasps> Thunderwolf is on that show. And Lacey Rains, who I do not know, is on that Dude, show. Dude, Lacey's one of the best. Really? Com- yeah, one of the best new comics by far. King nice. Joffrey Thomas. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, Jeff Thomas on the show, too? Thomas. Joffrey of the Thomas. Sh- sh- friend of the show, Nicole Miller. Nicole Miller's on that show. That's Wowie, a great line. That is, that is, that is a, a killer show. So really, that is uh, one to keep on your radar. January 7th at Heirloom Rustic Ales. Yeah, Lacey has this crazy Nicolas Cage bit that's like 12 minutes long. 
And it's it's funny. Eighty percent of the lineup has been on this show. Wow, <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> and this bit is just incredible. She's like a mega Nicolas Cage fan. Okay, and so it just it gets funnier and funnier the more facts she knows about him and the more obsessed she is and confessing things she's done yes. to try to get his attention. And it's just okay. so good. Okay, like no one has a bit like that that's that long. And this is uh, Lacey. Huh. Yeah, I am very anxious to talk. To her for about three and a half hours about Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, bring her on. Yeah, we may need to have her on the show. Just talk about that. Just that. She would be. She would be a good guest. That is our goal. We we are going to that show, Zamp. We Uh are booking the other twenty percent. Ooh. By the end of that show, everyone on that show will either have been a guest or will be a guest of Opinions Like Avals. Thunderwolf. That's a good guest, yeah, we're gonna, too. Yeah, right? We're going to get Thunderwolf. We're going to get Lacey. Who, is there anyone else on That's that? It. Those are the only That's two? That's the only ones. That's and all. everyone else on that show, we're going to have them back. Yeah, especially us. Yeah. You and me? <laughs> yeah, you and me. And then we're going to have Evan back. <laughs> I'll, I'll be Four years. I'll see. No, no I'm better not. See you again in four <laughs> months. Like presidential there's term. There's pandemic. Four, no, we're going to wait. We're doing four months. I'm putting a uh, January, February, March, uh, April. I'm putting an April Bet. reminder. 420 show because Evan loves to smoke mad clouds. <laughs> I always Evan. feel a little high when I'm here. That's a little why. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Book Evan and get him, him high. high. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Uh, you're going to fuck up his parole, man. I Done. accidentally <laughs> got high recently because of Nicolo. Don't shame when that happened. I, I ate Nicolo. one of his. He had a peach <laughs> ring just sitting. I didn't know it was an edible. It was medicated. It was 100 milligrams. Oh, fuck. Evan, he, he, I'm so sorry. He told me to go throw up, and I was like, I don't know how to just throw up. Yeah, yeah you're like, do I look bulimic? What the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? I forgot. Go throw up. Like, is that and you simple? Don't, and you don't do any, and you got a hundred. That's a lot. I forgot how to walk the next day. I was <laughs> I was sitting on the toilet, and I was like, all right, get up. And my body wouldn't move. I was like, get up. And then I, in my head, a voice goes, crawl. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured that scene in Fight Club with the, with the fucking penguin. Yeah. Slide. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Crawl. Oh, my God. Oh, that sucks ass. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm God. so sorry. Guys, here's the thing. Um, don't, don't eat random candy at your friend's house. Uh, just a little weed science lesson for everybody. Um, our bodies don't break down cannabis oil uh, very well, and they're still super strong. So be the fuck careful. Uh, and if you get nanos, be even more careful Start. because you're going to absorb all of that shit. Low dose, y'all. Start And low. here's the other thing. If you get cannabis oil in a liquid form that is not nano emulsified, and I cannot stress this enough, shake that fucking bottle before you do any of it because otherwise you're going to get every fucking bit of those milligrams in the first sip because that oil rises to the top mm-hmm. so if you have like a tree yeah. sap or any of that shit and you're do- and you don't it, shake it up every milligram in there is you're getting it all at once you're not mixing and if it you're to- not ready oh boy you're not mixing it to make sure it's strong enough you're mixing it to make sure it's diluted enough as well as it can be while being an oil yeah uh, exactly. which which we now have a very beautifully shot visual footage of uh, thanks to yours truly yeah uh, if you want to go online on YouTube and search robot farmer uh, that's robot farmer with a ph robot farmer science class uh, I made a little video all about it and explaining it to you and even with visual aids yeah good stuff um, pretty fucking nice. proud of it uh, it's been getting very good reviews amongst the my industry folks uh which means a lot because they all know what they're talking about yeah. uh so yeah uh january 7th riff show at heirloom and as far as picks uh my pick this week is christmas is coming up shop local 
Um, yeah, shop idea. local stores, shop local musicians. We had Johnny Polygon last week. Uh, go buy his album or just Venmo the motherfucker 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, go buy Alan Doyle's albums if they're available. Go, uh, you know, go to uh, Ida Red. Go to uh, any of the local stores if you need presents for people. Shop local. Yeah, absolutely. As much as you're able to, which we realize yeah, is. Lo- local artists are, are, are selling their work. You know, Zach Raw, friend of the show. I saw he's. Oh, man. He's stuff had sale. some really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, David Lackey, can get you some very affordable, great, great photos. He's got some openings now, I think, in January, yes, too. So get those booked. Oh, let me plug a pizza, too. There's the Dante's uh, Woodfire Pizza that's behind Heirloom. They, yeah. They, they cater pizza to all the so comedy good. shows. It's my favorite pizza. Yeah, they yeah. are fantastic. It's my favorite pizza. And it's a good price. It's like like 12 bucks, 10, 12 bucks or something for a little personal pizza, maybe a couple more or whatever, but it's totally worth it. And it's it's a meal. Like you're yeah. full. You might even be take half home kind of situation. Yeah, come hungry and try that pizza. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Dante's yeah. Woodfire, shout out. Yeah. Uh, shout out Heirloom Rustic Ales, of course. Yeah. Um, anywhere you can get somebody a gift card to local shops, there's lots of opportunities. So, yeah, a lot uh, of places have merch too. Starlight's got t-shirts and stuff 100%. you can buy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. hit up. That, that's a great thing and a great way to not only so, show some support, but give unique gifts that you can't necessarily get just anywhere. Yep. Teddy Bear Massacre 2, that's Johnny's album if you're looking for that one. Yeah, Alan's got um, some new stuff out too as well, and oh, yeah. uh, all of his back catalog too, man. R.R. Williams has new music out, local band, friends of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Williams. Yeah. Yep, that's our homie. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's, that's that the, homie. the homie. Hell yeah, dude. And hey, send um, us a message if there's something specific you're scene. looking for, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, you hit me up and say, you know, I'm looking for gifts for, for mom, for my girlfriend, you know, Big Heart Soap Pump Company right here in Oklahoma, yeah. another locally owned company that does good stuff. Oh. Oklahoma is another good one on a random There's a t-shirt tip. store called The Racks. Have you guys seen that? No, it's off, know it's, you know where the Bill and Roots is, like the new one that's on like 15th or whatever, the big yeah, Bill yeah, and sure. Roots with yes. the drive-thru? Yeah, it's right directly across the street from it. It's called The Racks. And it specializes in uh, vintage T-shirts, so they have like all kinds of original wrestling shirts and band shirts oh, and all yeah. used stuff, and it's gigantic. Yeah, I mean the the likelihood of you finding like an old Bad Religion shirt in there yeah. for twenty bucks very likely, and it'll clearly be worn. 15 years ago that's yes. what they specialize in great selection great prices if you great like people. vintage stuff we just had sarah frick uh yep. she is polly hester yep polly on hester on the, ebay all things and yep. uh Got an and ebay the, store yeah, yeah and then they do uh the the, the time travelers yes the vin- the time travelers vintage expo they do mm-hmm. that um every month or every other month i think yeah pretty uh, much every month i think and then of course boulevard trash yeah uh, right around the corner from here. literally my neighbors yeah. uh my homie ryan works there that uh, has been my new spot punk rock power couple yeah tony and michelle <laughs> tony and michelle that's another one too that's um uh they, they they've been my new go-to for sunglasses they got oh, lots of great yeah. sunglasses up there too yeah yeah so they looking do for a good. good cheap pair that's a place to go yeah so. they do uh and 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 the, and it's not overpriced either i no. got my son uh a, a leather belt with a lot of goodies on it little you know little chains and ringlets and all that shit and um it was only $80. And when you know how oh. much those belts yep. are usually, especially when they have that much, that uh, that many add-ons, it's incredibly reasonable. That's price. the thing. The the sunglasses were the kind that... Uh, when I, he picked it up, I was like, there's no way that's under 100 bucks. bucks. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the sunglasses are the kind that you see in these other stores, and they're, they've got them marked up for 15, 20 bucks easy, and this is not that. It's great. It's just great to see uh, you know them 
making an effort to really make keep the prices reasonable and hopefully making a good enough profit for themselves yeah, as well. Yeah, and that's why you should go there. It's, uh, it's affordable, it's local. If you want cool punk rock shit, they got, uh, they've got a lot of good vinyl, and it's not all punk rock. They've yep. got... Uh, They've got EDM, they've got metal, rock, they've got hip-hop. Yep. Yeah, they got a bunch of stuff in there. And then Have you of been course, in there? Yo, the Boulevard Trash? Yeah, yeah tons of times, yeah. And then coming up, uh, hopefully, I think next month now, or maybe later this month, we have got a brand new store getting ready to open, uh, owned by friend of the show, Cam Porter, Critical Hit Gaming. Uh, going to be a place for tabletop and card gaming uh, with, with themed rooms to, to bring you and your, your, your group to to get some gaming done when yeah. you can't do it at home because mom's interrupting you, wanting to know if you need some pizza rolls. Uh, they're going to have supplies and stuff for sale as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, that's coming up soon. And they've got an Insta. Cam's got an Instagram going for that. So and you can go that. there and uh, reserve a room just to bitch about how bad that Dungeons & Dragons movie is probably going to be. Oh, I don't know. That one looks fun. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I think it's going to be pretty bad. I think the hardcore D&D people are not going to like it, is my guess. I, I'm curious to see you waxing philosophic on what you think the hardcore D&D people will or won't like. I, it, you well, don't strike me as very plugged into their community, sir. I'm not, and that's why this is a bold statement. <laughs> Evan, thanks for doing the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. We'll have you back soon. Better. And the rest of you, I fucking love you. Yeah. Take it from me. I love you. <laughs>